1: It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. going
0: to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. It is just about football time. It's our first game preview of the season. I take a lot of pride in our game breakdowns as we try to get you ready for your starts and your sits. It's kind of weird, guys. Start and sit. We get so many emails throughout the week. Our email address is fantasyfootball@cbsi.com, and start sit is going to just dominate it. And like last night, we were doing a live stream, a Tuesday night live stream, and start sit dominated the you know the viewer questions, uh, and you know people could just check your rankings, but what you guys I'm sure have noticed, Heath, is they want to hear why. Right? People really want to know who to start, who to sit, and not just that, but but why. So do you you know do you find that weird that you get more starts? I'm assuming you also get more start-sit questions than anything else.
2: I don't find it weird because it, I've been doing this job long enough. It's just the way that it is. And I do really appreciate the start-sit questions that are not answered by the rankings. When I start, I will do at some point this week 30 minutes of Ask FFT. I usually try to link my rankings at the top of that and say, you're much more likely to get your question answered if you can't answer the question by clicking on this link. So if it's a half PPR league or if it's some sort of weird scoring system, that makes it makes me much more likely to uh, to answer the question.
0: All right, Dave, you ready to uh, talk some starts and sits this week? You ready, for, uh, ready for football? Yeah, it's that time. It's
3: that time. And I, I also know. like I, I like getting into the starts and questions uh, that come into my inbox or that friends text me or that people send me on social media because it's like a, it's like a QA check of my rankings. Mm. I want to make sure my rankings are right. And you know, do I really feel this way? Do I really feel like I would start Juju Smith Schuster over, you know, a different player this week? Yeah, I do. Or no, I don't. And I might even change my rankings based on an answer to a question that somebody gives me. So I appreciate those questions and I answer as many as I can throughout the week. I really try to answer a bunch
2: I want to I want to just try to get this season started on a good note, Adam. There's okay. There's been a, a point of difference between you and I, well, thousands, um, but one in particular that I think we might be able to resolve this morning, and it's the <laughs> holding two defenses or two kickers because you don't like the matchup or because your kicker or defense is on a bye – And so I want to offer a bit of a compromise where maybe we can come together on two-thirds of the season and just leave like a four-week span where we disagree. So my, my compromise is this. I will accept that during the playoffs, leading up to the playoffs, there could be circumstances where it would be beneficial towards the end of the year to have two defenses or two kickers. I would like you to acknowledge that this early in the year, when there's so much we still don't know and so many possible future superstars, maybe Elijah Mitchell, that could emerge, that we should not do that. And if you drafted the Rams or the Bills, you should just start them and fill that roster spot where you'd hold a second defense with a backup running back or a rookie or second year wide receiver, just in case they turn into next week's waiver wire priority.
0: I am not willing to accept that compromise. <laughs> I, I will do that. And you know what? With, I'll do that with kicker for sure. I mean, I I pretty much never roster two kickers. There. I could see a scenario where you've got the best kicker in fantasy. He's giving you an edge every single week, and it's his bye week, and you hold on to him. And I think that's totally fine. Starting the Bills or the Rams this week. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I don't really care that much about DST. I think there are enough of them where you can stream. I I'm. 95% agree with you. I'm fine. If it comes down to that, fine. But if you have a deep enough bench and you can afford roster to roster two DSTs, it's not the worst idea.
2: Like, I would rather hold Damian Williams or Daryl Williams or Jalen Tolbert or Jahan Dotson or, like, those types of players as opposed to David Njoku. Maybe I'm just completely wrong about him. Um, as opposed to picking up the some other defense the Washington commanders and not starting the bills. I,
0: I mean, I think the other option is just dropping the bills and starting the commanders. I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I might. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a uh, fine, you know what? I think that's a fair compromise. Heath. I'm glad with that. You know what? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because today the fantasy cops are coming on this show. And yeah, that was, Oh, I got of, a fantasy yeah. cops for you guys. Dave drafted Christian McCaffrey, by the way, for the first time,
3: First time all Welcome. off season. Welcome to the club, Dave. In a real draft that really counts in a league that I've won a lot. So, I actually drafted a team that I think Heath would. I think Heath would think he drafted this team. Hmm. It's, it's really it's it's a great squad. I like it. Um, but I I think it's just loaded with players that Heath is a either has been a huge fan of or is a huge. Fan okay, go ahead. Of go ahead. Getting, you want me to tell you the team? Yeah, well, you don't have to go the whole. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, my, I, I I have two defenses. No, I only have one. Um, First pick, I'm picking out of the four slot. I got McCaffrey. It's PPR starting with your third catch for all players, except tight ends. Tight ends, it's a point per catch. So if you get yeah, you, you get the idea. Yeah. McCaffrey in round one, Tyreek Hill in round two, Michael Pittman in round three, DJ Moore in round four, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas in round five, Jalen Hurts in round six, Kareem Hunt in round seven. Uh, the bench is Tony Pollard, James Robinson, Kenneth Walker, Brian Robinson, Traylon Burks, and hashtag Isaiah.
0: Nice. That's a great team. Ra- That's a hero team. RB. Oh, it's an A. Who's uh, A? Who's your tight end? You don't need to start one. Oh, A. A, a-,
2: a-, e- a-, a-, a plus. It's got DJ Moore. That's all you need. Um, <laughs> speaking of Isaiah, hashtag Isaiah. Um, I noticed when I was prepping for this last night. Um, today is the first run of Scott Fishbowl waivers at 1 p.m. Eastern, so nope. you guys should go get your waivers claims in. Already done, um, Isaiah. I didn't forget it for that leaky. Hashtag Isaiah was available on my waiver wire as well as um, I, but both hashtag Isaiah's actually
0: McKenzie and yeah yep.
2: Same with mine.
0: Have a fab talk in a little bit. So let's do that because that's a fab league. We should tell people how to spend their fab. But let's get started with buy or sell here. We'll do buy mm. or sell. We'll, we'll give you some fab tips. We got just a few news items today, not a ton. We'll get some more practice reports today and have a better idea of who's going to be in, who's going to be out in week one. Hopefully, most people will be in. We'll, if we have time, we'll take a look at the most added list. We do have the fantasy cops, we have your emails, and we have this big preview of the Thursday night game Buffalo at the Rams. Uh, which is going to be on Amazon Prime, which means I can't DVR it, so that is going to be a problem for me. But buy or sell from John. Buy or sell. A.J. Dillon outscores David Montgomery this season.
3: It's as silly as thinking that Gambit Joe is going to win the league, John.
0: Um, I I can't buy it. it. It
3: would be fun to buy it, but I think Montgomery will have more quality fantasy games than Dillon as long as Jones is healthy.
2: I mean, I have come to a place where I love both of these guys, so uh, they're two of my most, most drafted running backs, but I, I don't buy it as long as Montgomery stays healthy and Jones
0: stays healthy. From Mike Farley, buy or sell a healthy James Robinson outscores Travis Etienne.
3: No way in PPR.
0: I just... And I'll
3: I'll say not quite, not in PPR. What do you think, Heath?
2: Um I like I don't think we don't have a healthy James Robinson. So if this is a theoretical question or when he gets healthy then he will, I think that's possible.
0: Yeah, let's do that.
2: Um again, I'm I want to see who's doing pass protection and who's handling short yardage duties. Um I'm let again, I don't I don't well, quite believe ETN's Camara yet.
3: No. I think Robinson will have those roles and it wouldn't surprise me if when both are healthy Robinson played more. Then Etienne.
0: Buy or sell from Mike X. Antonio Gibson will be a top 12 to 15 running back with Brian Robinson out. I will sell.
2: 100% buy. He's a borderline number one running back for me this week.
0: From Terry. Chris Godwin will finish ahead of Mike Evans in PPR this season.
2: Can we do the James Robinson qualifier as well? When yeah. Like, once Chris Godwin starts playing 70% of the snaps, yes, he will outscore Mike Evans in PPR.
0: Okay. I'll
3: take Evans. I'll, I'll take the older receiver who's got healthier knees and should score more touchdowns and have more explosive plays.
0: From The Burner, buy or sell the Chiefs win their division and the Vikings win theirs too. Half and half.
3: I think the Vikings can win their division. I do not think the Chiefs can win their division. You don't think the Chiefs can win their division? I think it's going to the Chargers.
2: You know what? And I've never – this is the first time since I've been working at CBS that I looked at the Chiefs' schedule and didn't think they were going to win the division. It's completely unfair that one of the Chiefs or the Chargers is going to be competing with one of the Titans or the Colts for a playoff. They're not even playing in the same league. The schedules that these teams face. Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs' yeah. schedule is insane. If they win eleven games, Andy Reid should be coach of the year.
0: What if the Chargers win eleven games?
2: Then they should. Their coach should be coach of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. From Connor, Najee Harris finishes outside the top ten this season. I don't know if that's overall or running back. I'm guessing that's running back. Uh, buy or sell? Najee Harris finishes outside the top ten this season. I sell. Not not hard to buy at all. Like if it was cheap enough, I'd buy it. From Blue Ridge Sports Cards, Juju Smith-Schuster returns to his 2018 form with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Buy. I didn't sell. I didn't draft Juju. I finally drafted him yesterday. I
3: like Juju this week against Arizona.
0: Arizona man, I'll give you a good Arizona stat. Might be more of an MVS stat, but Mm. uh, Hmm. let's hear it. All right, I need I need a minute it's in a big pile of notes.
3: Okay, well I can't wait to hear it. Um, okay, I got theory... it. I got it. Oh, never mind.
2: What do all? I just of... want to apologize to everyone watching on YouTube that's looking at the glare off my neck right now. I'm paying more than you are. I'm probably going to have a sunburn from this podcast. I have Aww. no idea.
3: Why don't you like, close this, your window?
2: This you got a uh, shade for that thing? I do, I do not currently, we repainted this room and I do not currently have a shade on that window. And
3: that's, do you want to put like a a light blanket around your neck so you don't (laughs) have like a, a, this is the first
2: time I've recorded at this time of day. I don't think it's gonna be a problem much longer, but, uh, right now.
0: Are you uncomfortable?
3: Yeah. yeah. It it looks a little weird. It looks like you've got, I may start sweating soon.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Thank you for being a trooper.
3: I sweat, I sweat in the shower. So I'm, I can relate. All right, do you have a stat or not? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think it's going to matter for this year, but what do all of these (laughs) wide receivers have in common? A.J. Brown. Listen to these names. A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup twice, Debo Samuel twice, Brandon Cooks, D.J. Moore, D.K. Metcalf twice, Darnell Mooney, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Really an amazing list of wide receivers. None of them had more than 65 yards against the Cardinals. Cooper Cup did once out of three games. They all were held to 65 or fewer yards against the Cardinals. Uh, four of them scored: Brown, Jefferson, Cup, and Cooper. Uh, they were the Cardinals last year, for, for whatever reason, they were so good against number one wide receivers. That might be more of an MVS stat than a Juju Smith-Schuster stat for this week, but or might mean absolutely nothing year to year. But they were uh, not great against wide receivers in general. They were pretty bad, but they were really good against the top guy. Uh, and then finally, from M23 NYC. Buy or sell Trevor Lawrence. I'm starting to feel more buy on this one. Me of course, too. Of course, not drafting it that way, but Trevor Lawrence scores more fantasy points than Trey Lance.
3: You can see the path to buying it just because Trey Lance might get benched in October. If he, comes, if he struggles to begin the year, the Niners will have no hesitation about putting him on the bench and going back to Garoppolo. Trevor Lawrence isn't getting benched.
0: I, I'm, let's um, say they both play 17 games. I still think it's oh, no. very no. much no. within the if realm of possibility. They play 17 games. Lance is going to be better. No. Fantasy. Oh, I mean, I think he's going to be better too. But I, I mean, I'm, I think you're being a little too dismissive of this idea. I don't.
2: I, I'm dismissing the idea. Like, I don't think Trey Lance really, as he is constructed, could play 17 games and be worse than like QB 16.
0: Yeah, but I, I think Lawrence. You know, I don't think
2: Jacksonville's, and I'm just I. I said this on a podcast yesterday. I'm just working under the assumption that Jacksonville is bad until they're not. Christian Kirk is not going to change that for me. Evan Ingram's certainly not going to change that for me.
3: What about Zay
2: Jones? Zay Jones is not going to change that for me.
3: Okay. You remember in ET when ET's finger would light up? Yeah. It, that's what Heath's neck is doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I hope you have some Reese's Pieces to go along with it. All right, let's uh, let's get uh, into the pick'em, the CBS Sports Football Pick'em. This is awesome. Football season's finally almost here. CBS Sports Football Pick'em is the best way to step up the competition and the fun. Run a custom picks or survivor pool with friends and enter our CBS Sports Challenge for the chance to win guaranteed weekly and season-long prizes plus the one hundred thousand dollar jackpot. Get started now at CBSSports.com/play. Or from the more menu on the CBS Sports app. Once again, that's cbsports.com slash play. Or if you're on the app, hit the more menu. And this is for the CBS Sports football pick 'em. No purchase necessary. See rules for details. All right, we've got Fab Leagues free agent budget. And this is where you bid dollar amounts on players who are on the waiver wire. Now, some leagues run Fab every night. Some leagues run fab on Tuesday night and then turn it off and it's just free agency for the rest of the week. So that's tough, too. I think you should absolutely, unless you have a high budget, but if you have a $100 budget, which is what all of the leagues I'm in are, are, you should absolutely allow $0 bids. Don't make people waste a dollar to pick up a kicker or or a DST or something. Uh, But. Managing your fab is interesting, Dave. Give give me some fab tips for the people in fab leagues. And by the way, just this my personal opinion, fab is the most fair and best way to, to do ad drops, so I recommend it. But Dave, how would you tell people to manage their fab throughout the season?
3: It's also the most fun way to do it. I'll tell you how I manage the fab, and then, Heath, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I like to think of it as... Uh, I've I've got a ticket for one, maybe two players that I really, really got to have over the course of the year. And so I will spend up to get those players when I think I have to. And it, it's more of a have-to decision. For example, you referenced that Isaiah McKenzie and Isaiah Pacheco were both on the waiver wire in a lot of Scott Fishbowl leagues. I would like to have them on my teams. But I I did not do a great job drafting receivers in the Fishbowl. Big shocker. So I feel like I need Isaiah McKenzie. So I'm going to to put in a, a bid that's pretty big so that I get him on my team. I feel like I need him. I would start him this week. That's how bad my receivers are. But for all the other players who I want, the bid's going to be really small. Just a few percentage points of whatever the fab is. I'll give you an example. Uh, here's, here's two examples. So Amir Abdul is on the waiver wire. Uh, I've got a running back who I'm never going to use. In Fishbowl, I put in a $1 bid on Amir Abdullah. If I get him, great. If I don't, it's not the end of the world. And I'm probably not going to get him. I've got a $0 bid put in on Kyron Williams just to speculate on Williams for the first week of the season. That's what I'm talking about with players that I want, but don't necessarily need. In the case of Isaiah McKenzie, I will tell you right now, it's going to be at least 15% of my budget. And if I really, really needed him, like for real needed him, I'd be talking about like 40 to 60% of the budget on those types of players who I really need. No, I am not going to put in that much. And I say, I heard that well. It will not be that much because I don't need him that badly. And I still want to be able to save some of my budget for the rest of the year. There's a whole year, a whole season that has to be played. I don't want to use it all now on McKenzie. Yeah.
0: And then have to go struggle later. Need to give a little context here, right? Because you're talking about Scott Fishbowl, which has really deep rosters and very thin waiver wires. If you're in a league where Isaiah McKenzie is on the waiver wire and you like him, you know, the Scott Fishbowl, okay, you may not get that many opportunities for a player, even like Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, the waiver wire is terrible in the Scott Fishbowl, uh, just because the roster but is so deep. But it's the same principle normal, No, No, but it's not, because there's no way you would ever spend 15% on a guy like Isaiah McKenzie in a regular 12-team wow. league with five or six bench spots.
3: What if you really needed a wide receiver?
0: Oh, God. I think spending 15% on a guy like McKenzie for, like, a sleeper wide receiver, I just... That is too much money. They, if if that's if that's receivers how aggressive that I've you are, got? in what? No, I don't want to hear about the Scott Fishbowl because it just doesn't apply to. It doesn't apply to most people's leagues. It's much well, much deeper, and the I've, waiver wire is much thinner. I wouldn't go,
2: I wouldn't go so far as most people's. I mean, maybe over half, um, but there's a lot of twenty man roster leagues out there. Um, all the FFPC leagues, all the the football guys draft leagues, like those are all twenty man rosters. So. In, I would agree with Adam in a, in a five man bench, 15 round draft league. I would not go probably more than five on Isaiah McKenzie or a player who was being drafted in the double digit rounds that I thought had an upside of wide receiver 30.
0: Yeah. And, and
3: I mean, what in if general, you were really thin at receiver though?
2: But you've said, well, I think that like, Your argument, because you've talked about McKenzie and you think he's going to be an 11-point-per-game guy, maybe a 12-point-per-game guy. One of your reasons for drafting running backs this whole time has been that you can find 11 or 12 points from a wide receiver off the waiver wire. It's not that hard.
3: Potential 11-point guys, yes.
2: And that's what McKenzie is. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, sure. so so I, I think just in general, I mean, how aggressive should you be the first time a backup running back, an Elijah Mitchell type, comes if, onto the waiver wire?
2: If you think oh. he could be a league winner for the rest of the year, go get him. What does that mean?
0: Especially if you need a running back.
3: It's the need versus want discussion that I just had with you two minutes ago.
0: Yeah. I I, I just like, I, I mean, I'm not spending 80% of my budget in week two on a player. I might yeah, I might. But I if you had runner.
3: known what Elijah Mitchell was going to be last year, yeah, you would have sank every no.
0: every penny he, of he missed like five games. I, I, so he, that's the thing. he helped he, you make he the playoffs to, and advance in the playoffs. I don't know. He he has to. If you spend that much money, and and it happens a lot, where some a manager will spend you know 80 percent of his budget on a player. Sometimes managers spend a hundred, uh, as long as they have zero dollar bids available to them. That happens. That's not uncommon. I don't do it because that player has to be great for you in order to justify it. And there just can be so many times throughout the year where you need help at other positions. And if you don't have any money, it's it's tough. It, it can be difficult. So, I look, I these are different philosophies. Heath and Dave say, if you know, you can be aggress- that aggressive. I'm more conservative. Um,
2: I, I just looked. Elijah Mitchell in our salary cap league last year went for $55 to Bingrich.
0: That's
3: a big bid. And that was at a time when we weren't sure if Elijah Mitchell would be the guy for San Francisco. You know, at, at a year ago, we thought that Mitchell was good. He was okay in the game. Would Would Trey Sermon really go away for the rest of the year? You know, would the 49ers find somebody else? What happens when Jeff Wilson comes back? There were questions. It wasn't a guarantee that he was going to be great. But you had to take the chance. You had to take the chance if you needed a running back. Need yeah.
0: So what's your philosophy, Adam? Just Uh, because it sounds different than mine. Yeah, no, I just I like to have. Okay, my philosophy is if if there's an available player in week two or week three or whatever, there are going to be more must have guys throughout the year. And you have to keep that in focus. So don't completely eliminate your options later in the year. And you're going to have a better chance to get those guys later in the year if you can serve your fab a little bit and have you know it can be a little bit of a bully. It's kind of like my strategy in auctions or salary cap drafts. Uh, I like to save my money for the middle portion of it so I can get the guys I want. And when other people have spent big early... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm completely opposed to spending big for a player that I think is going to be great, but I've seen too many examples of a waiver wire addition who everyone thinks is going to be great and it just doesn't pan out. Uh, I mean, I remember, gosh, James Starks years ago for the Packers became a starting running back and he was. we thought he was going to be great and he just wasn't. And, and that happens more times than you think. Chuba Hubbard. Was a guy who lost his passing downs role, and he wasn't nearly it's, as good as we were hoping. So, like, like right. if Christian McCaffrey got hurt again, you know, Chuba Hubbard, what was he? What should he have been worth based on how good he was last year? I would say something like twelve to fifteen percent of your budget, and I bet he went for over thirty percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. What <laughs> no, but that's Foreman the risk been? you take. Deontay. Fo- so right now, you're saying if McCaffrey gets hurt, what should Foreman go for? No, what should
2: he have been last year? Because he had, a, he had uh, a good stretch down the street. Yeah, right. He, and he had
3: an opportunity when Derek Henry went
0: down. Well, he came out later, you know, in the process. So it, hopefully you wouldn't yeah. have had to spend that much because there wasn't as much money out there. And you, if you had, if you would, you know, I would, okay, I would say to answer your question, 12 to 15%. I
2: think, I think you're not going up. to get very many backup running backs with that type of strategy. But if you have running backs, it's okay.
3: Yeah. All right. And you could bid that much, and maybe you will get one or two and still have a decent amount. If you only get one or two, you'd still theoretically have maybe 50% of your budget left over that you could spend on one more need player that comes along the way. Last year, that would have been Rashad Penny or Amon Ross St. Brown. Those guys were awesome. They were worth it late last year. And we get to a point probably in like round 10 or week 10, I should say, um, where we tell you, you're going for it, you're making the playoffs, drop everything you have left in your fab on a player. Hope to get him. That's the advice in the second half of the year when you're trying to make a playoff run. And there's a player you need to help you make that run, just use the rest of your fab by then.
0: All right, let's move on here, give you some news and notes. Chris Godwin has not committed to playing in week one just yet. They're at Dallas mm-hmm. on Sunday night. J.K. Dobbins has a chance to play this week but you probably should not expect to start him. Uh, for example, right now, if you had to make the decision, would you start Devin Singletary or Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson over J.K. Dobbins?
3: You have to, I right? think you got to play it safe. Hopefully you yeah, have more you, options. you start all three
0: over him. Uh, Ken Walker missed practice. They've got the Monday night game, so they've got time to get Ken Walker right.
3: Hey, you're not going to use Walker anyway.
0: No, or but you shouldn't
3: you, want to use Walker.
0: No, but it obviously it might affect your Rashad Penny decision. Uh, That's true. Ty Montgomery could play in week one, has not been ruled out yet. Patriots are at Miami. Just saw that J.C. Jackson, let's see where this is from. J.C. Jackson, the star cornerback now for the Chargers, free agent acquisition from the Patriots, is not going to play in week one. Just oh, to- my. Yeah. Yeah, against Devontae Adams. That's from <laughs> Taylor Biscotti or of NFL Network. Bishotti. Sorry about that, Taylor. Uh, thank you for the report. So he will... Oh, he's not expected to play in Week 1. And Sterling Shepard says he will play in Week 1, and it looks like the Giants <laughs> will have their full complement of wide receivers at the Titans, Shepard, Galladay, and Kadarius Toney. Who we, Yeah. Who would you like dream.
2: to see just on the field for
0: the Giants? Everyone they, but Galladay. They're,
2: they're in a three-wide receiver set. Who are they, and where are they lining up?
3: He would like Plaxico Burris, Amari Toomer, and Odell Beckham.
0: Uh, if I'm being honest, I would like Galladay outside just to see one game. Does he have anything left? Uh, was he taking? Was he coasting in the preseason? Shepherd in the slot and Kadarius Tony out wide, and get you know uh, sprinkle in a little Wandale every now and then.
2: I want to defend Kenny Galladay just a little bit, and I did this with Alan Robinson, and he's going to make me look stupid tomorrow night, maybe. But I'm not certain that Kenny Galladay was coasting. He looked right. like he just cannot move.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't he think he was like coasting. He looked like a guy with
2: severe hip <laughs> limitations or back pain, or he didn't look like a guy who was loafing.
0: No, I I, I agree. Um, I was just hoping that maybe that was the case. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm i worried that, you know, you're 100% right. Yeah. It, but, if um,
3: if that were the case, I think we would have heard about him practicing hard and doing well in practice. And we've heard that, I mean, there was the report that he was moving like a mannequin. right. That's from somebody who's gone to every Giants Open practice that they've had.
0: All right, let's take a break now. When we come back, we'll preview Thursday Night Football. You're going to get to hear our little Thursday Night Football theme song, Dave. Get the vocal cords warmed up. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals
1: on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
4: Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
0: It is time for game one of the twenty twenty-two season. Thursday night football, Dave. Na 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 nah. nah, Buffalo at the Rams. Who's gonna win? who's gonna win
2: Rams 27 20.
3: sounds good mm, I'll take 20,
0: Buffalo. only 20 points for the bills
3: no I'm I'm gonna take Buffalo. and but I'm gonna take Buffalo to win 27 to 20.
0: okay I'm gonna go 27 24 Rams no 26 and a half to 24 I, Rams
3: the Rams are home dogs are they not no they're favored they are. I believe they're
0: home dogs. No. No,
3: they're underdogs. They're dogs? Yeah, they're underdogs. What? What I'm looking at, they are two and a half point underdogs, but the line might have changed. I can get the latest. Line.
2: No, I'm sure you're right. Yep, two and a half point underdogs uh, over. They under want 52. you,
0: man, they want you to take the Rams. I'm going I'm to look at the money line here. All right. What kind of game do we expect here? Because it's supposed to be two great offenses and two great defenses. Is that how you see it? What what wins out Heath? I mean, what do you think? Is it a high scoring? Well, 2720. You already said we all were in the 27 to 20 or 24 kind of range. But is this a, a good offensive game? A disappointing offensive game? What kind of fantasy game are we thinking here?
2: I think that like, based on... Because we had a lot of high-caliber players. I think there may be more disappointment based on where guys were drafted than booms. Um, We all took the under. The over-under is 52. We were all below that. Yep. Um, I'm a little bit... I'm intrigued to see what the offensive philosophy is for the Bills and if it's exactly what it was last year, if the offensive coordinator change made no difference or if there is a noticeable change. In one regard, either fewer Josh Allen runs or more passes to running backs or more handoffs like do those things happen. And then on the other side, can the Rams run the ball effectively and who's doing that running?
0: To simplify things, you're going to start Josh Allen. We'll talk about Stafford. He might be a tough call. You're going to start Stephon Diggs and you're you're going to start Cooper Cup, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gabriel Davis and Allen Robinson. Are they easy starts for you guys?
3: Yes. For me, they are. They are both number two fantasy receivers. With um, Robinson, it's, it's about that Bills secondary. Not having Tredavious White, man, they're going to get tested. There's no question about it. And I know that they've got Dane Jackson on one side, and he played really well last year. It's going to be two rookies on the other side. Uh, it's either going to be Kyrie Elam or Christian Benford, who's played well in camp and in preseason games. He'll be the other one. And I don't think either one's going to be assigned Cooper cup. The majority of the time, I I think they're going to stay to their side and they'll probably see a lot of Allen Robinson when it is Cooper cup. Maybe that's when Buffalo makes a flip. We'll see what they decide to do in that situation. But I I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about how that will go for Buffalo.
2: Yeah. Robinson's a borderline number two for me. I think he's, you're probably in a two wide receiver league. I could see having two guys who are better that you didn't want to start him and Davis is a boom-bust number 3 wide receiver for me. It will be very interesting to see what his target
0: share looks like. You should know that Tredavious White is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. He tore his ACL last season. In 11 games that the Bills played with Tredavious White, they allowed three touchdowns to wide receivers. Three touchdowns to wide receivers in 11 games. In eight games without White, including the playoffs, they allowed seven touchdowns to wide receivers. They were significantly worse. This is also an interesting matchup because the, the Bills great offensive great defensively last year, if you go back and look at their schedule, they placed they faced such a you know, a pathetic schedule. I mean, they just barely played any good quarterbacks, basically. Um, and Stafford, Matthew Stafford had a really good year. He faced one team last year that finished in the top ten in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. That is You know, fewest fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. One of the 10 toughest matchups based on end-of-season standing there. So he had an easy schedule. The Bills had an easy schedule. Now let's see see what they're made of here. I I mean, I'm not doubting that the Rams were great offensively and the Bills were great defensively, but I just wanted to point that out. It's not like there's a lot of history of Stafford last year going up against tough matchups. It basically never happened. Um, Would you guys start Allen Robinson, Gabriel Davis, or Damian Pierce?
3: I believe I have a Robinson ranked the highest.
2: Non PPR, it would be Pierce. Um full PPR, probably Robinson.
0: Okay. How about um, Jerry Judy in Russell Wilson's homecoming game over the two wide receivers that we're talking about here, and then I'll move on.
2: Robinson I've got Judy Oh, go ahead, Heath. I'm sorry. R- Robinson's significant gap. Judy, get Davis. I'll
3: put Davis ahead of Judy, but I agree with the gap.
0: All right. So the running backs in this game, start any of them?
3: Mm, I would try and sit as many as you can.
2: I don't have a running back in my top 25 from this game for sure. Cam Akers is my highest ranked, and he is
0: 30th. Okay. This would really, it would really be a good week to just kind of see how this plays out. But we don't, you know, but Singletary, I think we know he's the starter. Why isn't Singletary your highest ranked running back in this game?
3: He's not for me. So I'll answer it. I, I think the Rams' run defense is good. They were six best in rushing yards allowed last year, and they got Bobby Wagner in the middle of their defense. Hmm. I, I think that makes them maybe even better. And there's always the chance that Singletary, you know, falls out of the game plan a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's I'm never going to rank him high until I get verification that he's either catching passes or handling short yardage. Okay. And especially not against a defense like this.
3: I'm not even sure if I'll
0: rank him high next week against Tennessee.
3: Two of the we'll resources,
0: see, we'll, we'll see. Oh, I'm sorry, two of the resources that I use uh, in these week 1 previews, Sharp Football Analysis and PFF, they rank mm-hmm front sevens. They rank secondaries. Sharp Football Analysis has the Rams front seven, number one in the NFL. And PFF has the Rams defensive line number one in the NFL. And they gave up 3.67 yards per carry to running backs last year. So it is a brutal matchup. Would you start any running back in this game over, let's say, Brees Hall against the Ravens, which also looks like a really tough matchup and a timeshare situation?
3: I would trust Akers over Hall in non-PPR and in any other PPR?
2: I have Hall one spot ahead of Acres in both. That might change by Thursday, but they're they're right in the same range.
3: I mean, I, I did like that. Acres sounded confident when asked about if he's ready to
2: play. He said he's. I'm going to prove Dave Richard wrong. Dave Richard's been <laughs> talking smack on me all summer, and I'm going to prove him wrong.
3: You know what? He's going to have the chance, but. I still think he's going to split enough where he won't have a, a smash game against Buffalo. And you got to give Buffalo's run defense some credit. They've got a big defensive line, too. Adam, you didn't tell us. I, I'm curious, where do they rank in Sharp's analysis and on PFF?
0: Yeah. If you let have me. that information. Um, because,
3: because I think Akers has a chance to be okay, but, man, I, I really want to know if he looks the same as he did in the playoffs last year or if he's found a little bit more hop in his
0: step. So the Bills rank are third. Their front seven is ranked third by Sharp Football Analysis. PFF mm-hmm. doesn't rank the front seven; they rank the defensive line, deal? and or they have the, the Bills thirteenth. But what I've noticed with a lot of just reading these is that they really—it seems to me—they lean heavily on pass rush and not so much stopping the run. But this yeah, you know, this is this is not an easy matchup, and this is why these guys are not ranked as starters. So these are flex options at best, and it seems like Cam Akers is the favorite one there. Um... Let's say, uh, all right, yeah, let's move. I'll, I guess I could do some Cam Akers ors. Uh, I'll do a few real quick. Cam Akers or Miles Sanders? Sanders. Akers. Cam Akers or Clyde edwards lair
3: I have Clyde one spot higher.
0: Uh, Clyde. Okay. And then real quick on the tight ends. The Rams had allowed, they finished the season allowing one touchdown to a tight end in their last 11 games, including the playoffs. That was George Kittle in the AFC championship game. Uh, do you guys like either Dawson Knox or Tyler Higby? Both of them on paper based on last year have pretty brutal matchups.
3: I w- I would try not to start either one. There's an emotional motivation for Dawson Knox. Uh, it's his first game without his brother. Yeah. So I'm sure he'd love to score. I- I'm thinking they save that for next week against Tennessee. I think Higby also gets maybe three or four grabs in the game. So he might be a little more appealing in full PPR. I would start Higby ahead of Knox in all formats. But I've got Najoku ahead of them. I've got Evan Ingram ahead of them. Uh, I even, as of now, as we sit here, I've got Hunter Henry ahead of them.
2: Yeah, I'll start Higby as a low end option if you don't have anybody better. I I like him over all those names that Dave just said. Um, And I'm not starting Knox.
0: Yeah, the the tricky thing for me is I have Dawson Knox in a league and I look at the waiver wire and I see Hooper, Njoku, Everett, Ingram, Irv Smith, Tyler Higby, Logan Thomas. And then I just have to make the decision. They're all sort of the same. Do I drop Dawson Knox? I do like him more than those guys season long. Do I drop him? Well,
3: let's see if we can answer that question right now. You're nervous about him against the Rams, and I think rightfully so. How do you feel about him at home against the Titans?
0: You know, I don't know that their- he's ever going to be really a matchups guy. It's just I I buy into him in the Bills' offense, and if the Bills are going to score a lot of points, I'm not giving him no chance to be good in this game. So I think I'm just going to stick with him. It's kind of like the DST okay. argument that we had earlier, Heath. It's like, I'm not going to roster two of these guys. I like Knox no- the best season long. And this, obviously, I'm not talking to me right now. I'm talking to all of you who might be in a similar situation. I would just say, unless there's an obvious guy on waivers that you think is definitely better this week, and I don't think that's the case with... Higby, Herb Smith, Ingram, Everett, Njoku. Like I don't think they're obviously better than Knox. I'm just going to stick with the guy I like best rest of season, and stick with Dawson Knox. That's that's how but I play it.
3: You like Knox because of the touchdown potential. Do you like Knox at all for what he might be able to do in terms of catches and yards? Yes,
0: I do think he takes a step. I've I've always felt that way. Which I, I've been which of the, the Bills'
2: pass catchers do you think is the bust, Adam?
0: McKenzie. McKenzie. Probably. You know what I think it's going to be. It's kind of. I'm going to compare it to the Packers. What they've. What they were a couple of years ago. You had Devonte Adams who had a ton of targets, and then you had three guys who were basically tied for second. MVS, Aaron Jones, and Robert Tunyon, uh, and they all had they their were moments. Tied for
2: second with like seventy targets or something. Yeah. Like so it? I
0: don't think Adams is going to. I don't think Diggs is going to have the target share that Adams will have, and I think the Bills are going to throw a lot more than the Packers did. So. It'll be a little bit more, you know, evenly distributed. But I think between Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis will be two, and then Mackenzie and Knox will be tied for third ish. But they won't be that far behind Gabe Davis. And I think they'll all have their weeks, they'll all have their moments. Is that you know, does that make sense?
3: Sure. But I if I'm comparing Dawson Knox to the tight ends on a waiver wire, I'm looking for the tight end that can be a little more reliable in terms of catches and yards, and not one who I'm starting with my fingers crossed that they'll catch a touchdown. And I I think it's worth looking at Buffalo's early season schedule before you commit to Dawson Knox over the long term, because some of those teams that he's going to play against, and it might be all the teams, it's a tough schedule for Buffalo to begin the year. I I think you might have some
0: trepidation about him being
3: a week after week touchdown or bus guy when you've got other tight ends out there that might be able to come through.
0: Yeah, I don't see it that way. I I don't see the the other guys out there being able to come through. I think they're all going to be touchdown or bust basically, but okay, fair enough. Um, last. All right, let's go to Stafford. Now I have made the decision. I'm going to start Matthew Stafford over Trey Lance. What do you guys think about Matthew Stafford this week?
2: I would not start him over Trey Lance, but I think he's a fine start in that Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr range, um, ranked as a high end QB to probably going to give you 20 fantasy points. Uh, maybe even give you 30 if everything goes right. But he's he's QB 13, QB 14. I would start him over Rodgers. I would start him over Cousins. I would start him over Carr. I would not start him over Lance or Fields.
3: I would start him over Lance and Fields. I, I believe that he can come out and have a good game. First game at home since the Super Bowl through two or more touchdowns and 17 of the Rams, 21 games last year. I already talked about the Bills secondary and the concerns that they have. I think that they might make some mistakes there that help the Rams score some touchdowns. I think he's got three-score potential. I like him as a low-end top-12 fantasy quarterback. I have him one spot out of Cousins. I don't like Cousins' matchup this week. I've got him two spots ahead of Trey Lance. I have him significantly ahead of Burrow and Rodgers and Carr.
0: Stafford had seven games last year with 28 or more fantasy points and six per for passing touchdown leagues. He's, he was a big-game kind of guy last year, so we'll see if that happens this year. All right, a big game. Sit the DSTs if you can, but don't drop them.
2: Don't sit the DSTs, Adam. We came to an accord. Are they? in your top? Are they in your top? We 10? weren't going to do this. Well, okay. How you can, can, keep can I them. reach out to you and try to be nice at the start of the Sorry. season,
3: and you just disregard it? I,
0: I he, meant to he say, just uh,
2: took your
3: uh, olive branch, Heath, <laughs> and he busted it over his knee. Well, he tried to bust. it. He just bent it a
0: little. Are bit they ranked bit. as starters? Are they? Ra- are the DSTs ranked as starters this week?
3: Yes. There are some other ones that I like better, but I think that they're they're worth starting this week. You take your lumps, and you move on. I, you know, I, I,
2: um, I, I got a stat to know from one of our, our new friends, Sam Sklar, that Matthew Stafford led the yeah. NFL, tied for the lead league in NFL in interceptions last year with 17. And I think the Bills were third in the league in interceptions themselves. So there may be some points to be had for these defenses.
0: Okay, could be. All right, let's uh, let's talk about. Oh, we got a lot of stuff here. We got fantasy cops. We got some emails. I did. Are we done with the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's it for Bills and Rams. Nah, 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 nah. Now I th- I wanted to talk a little bit about yesterday's fantasy football today draft, but it's a little self. You mean the one
3: where I took two DSTs, including <laughs> the Rams.
0: Uh, I wanted to talk about Heath going RB in a three-receiver PPR league, and if you regretted that, because, oh, my God, sitting there watch, watching James Conner fall to 39th overall, and you and Jamie were almost forced to pass up on James Conner late in the third and early in the fourth round because you both started RB RB, and I was so close to getting James Conner. He went one pick before me. I had the 40th pick. He went 39th. But just for people who are still drafting tonight, I have two drafts tonight. I'm sure a lot of people are still drafting tonight. Uh, I have a
2: draft tonight, don't I?
0: Yes, you do. You and I are sharing I sharing a team. Uh, um, did, you, did you any regrets on running back, running back, and who were they with the 11th and, and 14th? It picks? was
2: Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. I just for me, no. I have both of those guys ranked as top 10 players. I think either of them could be the number one running back in fantasy football this year. I had no expectation that Dalvin Cook was going to be there. I thought I was going to be taking either Travis Kelsey or Jamar Chase or Aaron Jones in round one, and then probably Mark Andrews in round two. Um, there's only three wide receivers. I'm taking over those guys. It's Jefferson. It's cup. It's chase. So the, the idea of getting those two running backs. Now I will say I hated that three, four turn with a passion, but it wasn't because of James Conner. I, James Conner was not my highest ranked running back. It was Montgomery. It was David Montgomery. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so who did you end up with at wide receiver when you started with Dalvin cook and Aaron Jones?
2: I have Chris Godwin, who is eventually my wide receiver one. I have Brandon Cooks, who is outstanding as my wide receiver two. And then I have so many other wide receivers. Kadarius Toney, Jahan Dotson, Garrett Wilson, Chase Claypool, and Wandale Robinson.
0: So you're happy with if the team? If one of those
2: guys is not a wide receiver three, I don't know. I mean, I did something yeah. wrong.
0: Okay. So you so I do feel like when you have a late pick, if, if especially if those top three receivers are off the board... It is pretty tempting to go running back, running back. And you've made it work because you got if, you got value on Cooks. And Cooks you can get even better value on in most drafts.
2: I would have felt a lot better if Travis Kelsey had fallen probably. But Okay.
0: Okay. All right, that's basically the last piece of draft advice we're going to give you. I will say that I do feel like I'm going to win that league. I had a great draft, and I'm very happy about it. Now, uh, we got uh, we got the Fantasy Cops about to come on. But before we do that, we have our own uh deliverer of justice thomas Schaefer reporting back from jury duty it was not as eventful as dave richard's jury duty experience but thomas Schaefer, shafey t how did it go yesterday oh let's get you on the stream there you are oh what's up guys uh it went well um
5: i didn't have to stick around late or stick around long i actually watched the show a little bit they were showing us uh He's either Beethoven or Cheaper by the Dozen. I couldn't really tell what it was. But uh, then I just pulled out my phone and started watching FFT and got in the chat a little bit. I was only able to watch probably like half the, half the broadcast. And then uh, they called me in and you know they go through. The, the judge talks to you first and then the lawyers come in and talk to you and they ask you where you're from. What do you do? And I said, I work for CBS Sports. I'm a podcast producer. And they were all excited. And they're like, oh, well, what do you do? I was like, oh, fantasy football. And they all went like crazy for it. <laughs> and then like <laughs> during the break, so like we broke for about like 30 minutes. I came out and then some guy came up to me. And he's like, oh, so what What podcast are you on? I was like fantasy football today. And he's like, oh, with Adam Azer. No I way. Like, I, I swear. <laughs> I swear. I was like, yeah, I work with him every day. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I listen to the show and everything. So me and him started talking about fantasy probably for about twenty or thirty minutes until Sweet. we had to go back in, and I was like, "Yo, you know they're probably gonna take us because they didn't question us at all." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, probably." And then he ended up getting picked, and I didn't. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but uh, that he was, uh, he was a good guy. Who's his name's Jeff, and he's from Green Acres. So shout out to Jeff from Sh- Green Acres. Jeff, what's up? Thank
3: it's you nice for movie. listening.
0: Thank you for doing your civic Jeff, duty.
3: Thank you for doing your civic duty, sir. <laughs> yes, there you go. All right. Unlike like, some people who weasel their way out of it. Uh,
5: yeah. Oh, the uh also the uh one of the lawyers asked me, he's like, Hey, I I drafted Christian McCaffrey, what do you think? And oh I was God. like, Oh, what what pick did you take him at? And he's like, I got him at six. I'm like, Oh, well that's a steal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <gasps> so uh, Well, thank you, thank you for um for doing that. I've never done jury duty and I don't know how that's possible, but uh Weasel. So far, Um, I've never even had, you know, I haven't been summoned. Uh, I think I did when I was in Florida, but I didn't even live there at the time. So it's like, nope. not I'm
5: I'm free for a year or so because I wasn't, I guess they qualify you for like a year. That was considered. But if you're actually on the jury, then you have you get like two years absence or whatever. So
0: do you think you can put this guy in jail? <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> every day this Don sacks me Not every in day jail. He hates me He calls me Adam Numbnuts all the time And I just like He just hates me And I don't understand why Shouldn't there be a B? I There should be We'll call you Don Dumbnuts There should be a B in there Don Alright Let's get the fantasy cops out here To settle some league disputes This is a question about IR spots And it is from Ross Dress for less. We currently have three IR spots on our roster. There used to be one pre-COVID, so there were never any issues. I am the commissioner of my league, and one of my eagle-eyed league mates picked up the following players after the draft and stashed them in his IR spots. Deshaun Watson, who's suspended. Brian Robinson and Jamal... Uh, and J- uh, Jamison Jameson Williams, <laughs> okay. who are both on the non-football-related injury list. My feeling is that the IR spot is intended for injured reserve players. I guess I am okay with the non-football injury list, although it doesn't seem quite right. But stashing a suspended player doesn't sit well with me. Another league mate has argued that he wouldn't have drafted DeAndre Hopkins if he didn't think that he could stash him on IR. But the rules were never specified either way. Obviously, going forward, I need to clarify the rules. But here are the options as I see them. Option one. IR, PUP, and non-football injury can go on IR. Suspension cannot go on IR. That's option one. Option two, allow all inactive players to be on IR. That would be IR, non-football injury, suspended, and PUP. I don't think he just means weekly inactives. And reduce the IR spots from three to one or two. Option three, allow all inactive players on IR and keep the IR spots at three. Am I being too nice and should I only allow IR on IR? What do you think I should do?
2: I think you missed option four, resign in disgrace for not making the rules clear. <laughs> um, option one is the best option, but I'm right. presuming since you've had these for the last, this is year three, that people in the past have put people from other inactive designations in this slot. I don't, I don't think that this is the first time this has happened. We've had these extended IR slots for three years, and you've never clarified the rules. And so I'm with the guy who drafted DeAndre Hopkins. If we've been doing this for three years, we already had the draft, and I drafted Hopkins thinking I could stash him, you can't change the rule now. Clarify the rule next year or find a better commissioner who will. (laughs) Okay. They
0: Justice has been delivered No, I mean You can't go back You can't retroactively do things You have to have the rule established uh, You you know It's unfortunately you're in a tough situation There is no No, no My
2: fantasy cop's hat off I just wanted to thank you Thank that guy for listening Being a, a part of the program
0: There you go I right, Make a rule though And, and stick with it Alright, from Andrew I'm in a seven play- <laughs> Resigned in disgrace I'm in a seven player keeper league One of the managers player searched for Chris Olave, but he accidentally selected Ravens backup tight end, Josh Oliver. He wanted me to pause the draft and deselect the pick, but as the commissioner, it would have deselected all the picks made up to that point. He then put in the chat that he meant to select Chris Olave and for other teams not to select him. But then the manager right before that team's next pick selected Olave. Does the manager that selected Olave have any obligation to return Chris Olave or should the new manager uh, rake the rake the owner that made the mistake over the coals to trade Olave back? When did he say he meant to All take I'll, Olave? I'll recap. So he's doing the draft. He meant to take Olave. He takes right, Josh takes Oliver instead. The commissioner says, I can't back out the pick. It'll back out every pick made. So then he sends a message in the chat. Nobody take Chris Olave. I try to select him there. And then, of course, were there some, any other picks did.
3: made when he when he sent that message? I don't know. If he said that message before another pick was made, and maybe if it was a few picks and Olave was still on the board, yeah, he I'd w- allow him to get Olave.
0: Olave was still on the board. That's exactly what it was. It was a few picks, and Olave was still on the board.
3: So uh, w- when Olave was picked, it was after he said, "Oops, yes. I meant to pick Olave." Yes,
0: give the guy Olave.
3: Give the guy Olave.
2: Can I can I just out, offer a separate ruling? Um this is the time to kick your league provider out of the league. I was in a draft <laughs> earlier last week and I, literally we could not pause the draft. Or may, the commissioner could not like I know what he's talking about. He could could not do anything. Mm, yeah. Adam, you yeah. got a promo code, don't you? Get this get this guy in CBS. Uh yes,
3: yeah, so you can pause drafts in CBS.
2: You can pause and you can drafts, back out one pick.
0: Back out. You can even as back many out once. The commissioner can
2: make a pick for someone else.
0: Yeah, it's yes. a it's a pretty good draft experience, I must say. I don't think I have a promo code unfortunately, but check out CBS Sports Commissioner. All right, last Find one. Find a way to email me and I'll help you get in. It, it's probably a little late, but from Ashley. Hello Nadia, Laszlo, Guillermo, Nándor and Colin Robinson. That would be of course what I know Laszlo. What we do no you know. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. 12-team keeper league with friends since high school going on 15 years strong. Never had an issue until now. We voted on changing the keeper rule from keeping a player for two years to three years. The cost to keep the player is two rounds from their draft cost, yada, yada, yada. The issue with the rule is that I traded Cooper Cup last season for Mixon since I needed a running back and I was stacked at wide receiver, and I wouldn't be allowed to keep Cup next season. So, and Mixon was already ineligible to be kept regardless of the rule change. But now the rule change has made Cup eligible to be kept this year. So our manager here, our friend Ashley, is upset because Ashley, the person that acquired Cup from Ashley, can now keep Cooper Cup. Mm. And Ashley, when he made, I don't know if Ashley is a he or a she, I'm sorry, I'm guessing it's a he. When Ashley made the trade, did not know that he would be able to keep Cup in 2022. So he wants to know: Should we delay the new rule a year, or am I overreacting and I should let this go? This is an easy one. Cry, <laughs>
3: <laughs> kick your tears out of your eyeballs. Uh, what do you do? Like it all? That's this is a tough one. I mean, Cooper Cup's not
2: the only player that was affected by this rule. You change the rule from two to three. If you change it next year, there will be a player who'd been kept for two years and not can be kept for three years. When you change rules in keeper leagues, things like this happen.
0: But if you change the rule for next year, you at least know what's going to happen next year. Yeah, I you, think
2: you've already changed the rule. The rule's been changed.
0: So so, he's, so Cup gets kept by the other manager? Correct.
3: Do I have time to give a quick fantasy? Yes. Oh, I'll give you the music. My
0: league. Go for it, Dave.
3: We had a rule in our league where you can only pick up players on Wednesdays and Saturdays because the commissioner of the league was is a doctor and he doesn't want to spend every day going over injury news. So I told him that we should have daily ad drops. What's the big deal? So we put it to a vote and the vote passed in my favor. So daily ad drops in the league, the commissioner refused to make it daily and said, Nope, I am I'm using my commissioner's privilege. Like he's the president or something. And he's only making it Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays when you're allowed to make ad drops. So he put in the vote, It's either every day, except Monday and Tuesday, because no one makes ad drops on Monday and Tuesday, or it's only on the two days, Wednesday and Saturday. And uh, I kind of got a little upset with them, but Hmm. I didn't think it was that big of a deal because the biggest days for ad drops are Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays anyway. Is it fair that we just let the commissioner change what people voted for, or should we fight them on this or even take another vote on Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday versus every possible day?
0: Go ahead, if you can start.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think taking another vote is kind of like a dog chasing its tail. I don't know why you would think this vote would be any different than the last vote. He's going to do what he wants to do. And I've had a rule in one of my, my home league that and I didn't establish the rule because I wasn't the first commissioner. But the rule has always been that we, the commissioner now we don't generally have votes. And then the commissioner says no, but the commissioner determines what will be voted on. Um, So I do think the commissioner has a little bit more power than the rest of the league members. And if the rest of the league doesn't like it, there's an easy resolution. But in this case, I don't... I mean, it doesn't sound like there's anything you can do unless you want to just go start your own league and not invite this guy.
0: I side with the commissioner, I think, because this is obviously going to be something that he's going to lose on a vote. But it's kind of a special circumstance for him. I mean, if you're going to be in his league, I think you kind of got to... He's a doctor. He's saving people's lives. He's busy. He doesn't have time for this. I think you got to cut him some slack. He kind of knew what you were getting into, right? So I don't think you should change it. I think it's me, a little mean to the commissioner to change the rule and, and, you know, not, not understand his busy schedule. That's my,
3: even opinion. if he's the only one with the, first of all, he's not the only one with a busy schedule.
0: Well, well you're not, busy. we've got, got lawyers busy in this, this league. Of the
3: we've got, we've got other really people with crazy jobs in this league. There's a, there's a guy who still lives with his parents in this league. Like there, there's certain <laughs> people who have lives and things to do. We all do. Why is there an exception for the doctor? He's the commissioner to his league.
0: Yeah. It's I don't know. I guess league. I'm on it's the fence when league. you put it we that way. The I think, I think this should be the last year that, that it, that it's like this. And if he can't, if he cannot make more time next year, then he's out. And there's, a new well, he can't be out. of his league. And, no, then start, start in your a new, new league.
3: Oh no, it's not his league. It's, it, well, it, he's part of the league, and I think he would stay in the league even if he wasn't the commissioner of the league. And I'm certainly not interested in kicking him out. I've known this guy more than half my life. I watched him throw up into a water pitcher at a Pizza Hut lunch buffet. Once. <laughs> so I'm I I want to make sure that he's got a fantasy league that he loves to play in. I just don't like that he's forcibly changing a rule that was
0: voted on by the rest of the league. Okay, I'm on your side now. You've you've convinced me. Like, he, I'm sorry if he has to be bad at fantasy football because they didn't have to like, get your kids to do it for you. There are other ways to, to do this. Like, As kids are older, they don't want to. And it's not even it's not you're not even going to be missing that much. It's going to be, a, you know, a few players throughout the year that you didn't get the opportunity to, to jump in there on. Like, just it's not going to be that impactful. So let let the league vote stand. I've changed my mind. Sorry, fantasy cops have ruled, I think, anyway. Uh, I, have, I have a fantasy cop question. This just happened this morning. I got a text, a group text for a draft that's happening tonight. Someone said to the commissioner, You might want to check the draft settings. The draft was set for 8 30 a.m. instead of p.m., and now it's auto picking for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Let me read some emails to finish the show. Are you the commissioner? Am I? No, I'm not. Okay. That sounds like something he would do. Nope. That would be, uh, I'll tell you who it is. If you remember this guy, that would be. Hoy, man. Oh. Yeah, he screwed up. Yeah, that's something he would do, too. Okay. From Austin. A.J. Dillon or he's Damien. Just,
3: he's just more awesome than you are,
0: though. A.J. Dillon or Damien Pe- Pierce this week?
3: Pierce.
0: Dillon. Dylan, all right. From Adam, that was not me. That was not me giving an answer. That was just me doing a Arnold. Uh, from Adam, twelve-team PPR start two for week one. Allen Robinson, Rashad Bateman, or Rashad Penny. Robinson, Bateman, Penny, pick two in full PPR. I would sit Bateman. Yeah. From Enoch, E N O C H, Enoch. Enoch? no idea sorry i think it's enoch enoch has what he if thinks i'm wrong i'm sorry is the fft team for 2022 and i would happen to agree this is a very podcasty team jalen hurts aaron jones chase edmonds jamar chase Cortland sutton mark andrews gabriel davis at flex bench has brandon cooks what? tony pollard melvin gordon naeem hines khalil herbert nico collins oh
3: this feels more like a heath team than an fft team it's. Well, I mean, yeah. not that there's anything
0: wrong with the Heath team. Yeah.
2: I don't know why we'd have Gabe Davis in the starting lineup and Brandon Cooks on the bench.
0: Fair enough, but but we do. Uh, but uh, having Cooks, having Naeem Hines, having Nico Collins, having Cortland Sutton, uh, Chase Edmonds, Aaron Jones, we love Aaron Jones, Jalen Hurt. This is a very FFT team. Good job from Mike. Grade the trade. It's a 12-team PPR three-receiver league with a flex. Give up Jamar Chase and Naeem Hines. Get Michael Pittman, Javante Williams, and DeAndre Hopkins. Would you give up Chase and Hines to get Pittman, Javante, and Hopkins?
2: I always want the guys to talk for a second when I get these dynasty trades, so that I can check the trade chart and tell people what it says. So that's is, what I'm trying. Is, to I'm do doing the exact
3: here. same thing with my trade chart. This isn't is is a dynasty no. trade or no. a seasonal trade. No,
2: it's a seasonal. No, trade. That's what I was saying. I was talking so you could look at your chart. My my first oh, instinct is that yes, that is. Enough. I would take the Pittman Hopkins Javante side, even though I hate giving up the best player in the deal.
3: I'm you get him. more value with Pittman Hopkins and Javante.
0: Yeah. And last questions from Trevor: one's a PPR league, one's a non-PPR league. He has the same combo: AJ Dylan or Antonio Gibson this week.
3: I'm I'm going with
0: Gibson.
2: Yeah, I have uh, Gibson higher in both, but both are in my top 20. So I would wonder if maybe you had somebody else that I would bench for both of them.
0: Okay. What, what about the idea of starting Gibson in one league and Dylan in the other, just so you're not wrong both times? Yeah, I'm not. You, y'all you play scared. I don't think that's scared.
2: <laughs> you You were scared with your fab issues cautious, earlier. Cautious, cautious. Da- Dave's not scared. Is this the
3: face of somebody who's scared?
0: No. (laughs) Only when I'm on a scale. We're out of here. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Start or sit for the AFC Home Games. Talk to you later.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.